I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, Canada's national digital theatre. Each week, we take new and underproduced theatre scripts and short stories and turn them into contemporary radio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome back to Play Me and part two, the conclusion of Better Angels by Andrea Scott. Last week on Play Me. Your children are beautiful. Thank you. They're great. Oh, so I don't forget, can I get your passport? I have a safe place to keep it and I need it to fill out some forms about your job with us. You're going to be a part of this family in no time. You know, as a teenager, I love Africa and the people so giving and kind. It's the reason Greg and I decided on Ghana over the Philippines like all the other people in our neighborhood. You're from the capital, right? Yes, Accra. Hot, sticky, loud in the city. So many places that would take your breath away. We also have castles. Castles? The slave trade was very active in Ghana. And those big buildings are a reminder of the past, which was not so long ago. Castles in Accra. Huh. That would make a great title. Title. And now for the conclusion of Better Angels, a parable. Warning, mature language and content. I'm leaving now. We're going to try and make this a short shopping trip, but with Chris wanting to be Spider-Man again, we may be driving all over town to find his size so close to Halloween. Take your time. I don't want to come home and find you playing that stupid game. Bye. Hey, I'm putting you on speaker. You're alone, I take it? Leia and the kids are at the mall. What are you doing? I'm at the office. It's Saturday. I know. I have to catch up on a few things, and it's so quiet here on the weekend. Janice is killing me with these reports, and I don't want to take them home with me. That's our special place, and I don't want to pollute it with her negative chi. Hello? Sorry. Are you playing that stupid game? I'm sorry, I I was listening. Negative chi, Janice is a bitch. That's not what I said. Let's start over. I've closed the game. I don't know if this relationship is working. What are you talking about? We're fine. You're married, Greg. I'm gay. We're... What are we? Please don't do this to me. To you. You have everything you want. You have a good job, a wife, kids. Nobody knows you're gay, and they certainly don't know you're... I can't even finish that sentence because I realize that what I was about to say is that you're dating me, but is that what we're doing? Is it hidden affair dating? My friends don't want me to tell you to fuck off. I'm not gay. Then what are you? I'm confused. You've been confused for a long time now. Tell your wife. Tell her what? That I'm in love with my account director? It's a start. You have no idea. Seriously. 
Do you know how much I would lose if I told Layla about you? Can you even imagine? Everything. Every goddamn thing. And I'm not letting my kids go. Nothing will come between me and my kids. So, it's not about her. No. She would kill me. I think she'd actually kill me, but it's not her I'm worried about, since she'll be fine. She's still really attractive, and she could find someone. No, it's my kids I can't live without. She knows that and would keep them from me just to punish me. What kind of life is that, Greg? Let's take a trip. Where? Somewhere warm. When? Right after the holidays. That way we can both be with our families at Christmas and then disappear for work-related reasons. What will you tell your wife? Don't worry. I can take care of her. You have a boyfriend back home? Oh, no. Not in serious. Good. Wait. Enjoy your life. Nobody tells you how hard marriage is going to be. It's like marrieds keep quiet until the door slams shut and then they all huddle around and say, See? It's a fucking shell game! Are your parents still married? Oh, yes. 45 years. Very happy. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. I like being married, but nobody tells you sometimes you feel lonely in a marriage. You know what I mean? I look at Greg while we're sleeping and I think, I love you, but I don't really know you. I mean, now that I'm married, I can't try new things. Like what? Well, I'll never be with a woman. Huh? Not right now, of course, but who knows? Maybe someday. And I never slept with a black guy. Not once. But your husband is... I mean a really black man. Idris Alba. Black, you know, and I've been to Africa, so I totally could have. Hey, what's that? What? Oh, this. Magpie gave it to me. <laughs> magpie? Who's Magpie? Sorry, Maggie. My Maggie? Yes. I call her Magpie because she's always scrounging for this and that to make things. It's a friendship bracelet she made for me using the colors of my flag by adding little star trinkets to it. <laughs> she is so sweet and funny. Creative, too. Hmm. Yes, I know. She's my child. Okay. I can't believe I quit my job to be a writer when I can't get past this chapter. I might as well get a job writing pamphlets for Health Canada. Speaking of, did Chris ever pass that marble? Yes. I swear that kid will eat anything on a dare. I told Greg to get rid of those stupid marbles years ago, but he had to hang on to something from his childhood. Kids don't even play with marbles anymore. Ugh. I don't know. Do you, do you have anything from your childhood? Anything sentimental? I once found a rock shaped like a hat on the beach. Ever since I found that rock, I've been looking for another one ever since. Where is it? Ah, some secrets should remain your own, Mrs. Tate. Or else, what do you have? Mm. I need inspiration. I don't care where I find it at this point. What was your favorite food? It's funny you ask, because I woke up wanting my mommy's fufu, sweet potatoes, and oxtail. I could taste it when I came out of my dream, and it made me so sad that I could not have it. Fufu is... It is something we make out of cassava and flour. You pick it up, roll it into a little ball, and dip it in your soup. Delicious. <sighs> fufu. It also means gay or homosexual to some people, but I am talking about the food. Hmm. You'll have it sooner than you think because you'll be home for Christmas. I know it's premature, but 
That's your Christmas present. I know you don't celebrate, but that's what Greg and I are giving you. A trip home. Oh! <laughs> Thank you so much. I know I haven't been here long, but I have to admit to being a little homesick. Of course, that means we'll be putting off opening a bank account for you until the new year. A trip to Africa is super expensive, especially at Christmas. You understand. Uh, I guess so. So... I won't get paid. Well, we could prorate your salary since you started the last week of August, but then we'd have to subtract the cost of the flight here, and that was, oh, that was pricey, steep. Basically, you'd be left with nothing. Oh. Oh. Oh, honey. Canada, especially Toronto, is crazy expensive. Tack on airfare, food, clothes, don't get me started, but... If you want the money, then that's, that's not a problem. You can still go home, but you'll have to pay for it. I'm sorry. Yes, of course. <sighs> it's like a game show here. Do I take the trip or do I take the money, right? Am I right? I will take the trip. Thank you so much. Oh, yes, of course. You know, I think this little chat has inspired me. My juices are flowing, my creative juices, you know. Oh, wow, look at the time. I think it's time for you to unpack the dishwasher. Before you do, I think you should take off that bracelet. The friendship bracelet Maggie gave you, or what did you call her? Magpie. Yeah, magpie. I'd hate for it to slip off and get into the gears of the dishwasher or something. Here, I'll take it. She... She gave it to me for good luck. Oh, how sweet. You're with your family. And that's all the luck you'll need. Can you bring me a water when you're done, hun? Thanks. Yes. Yes. Of course. I feel like you're yelling at me. I'm not, Gregory. I'm just... Frustrated. I'm... I can't... My novel is stalled. I couldn't find teacher gifts for Mrs. Elder and Mr. Frotz, and now you're telling me you're not going to be here at Christmas. No, that's not what I said. I said that I will be here for Christmas, will open presents at your parents' place on Christmas Eve, like usual, have Christmas Day here so the kids can open their presents under the tree, I'll make a big pancake breakfast, you don't have to do anything, and then I have to go to a conference in January. I have no choice in the matter. Yes, you do. You could say no. Lay. Don't fucking call me that. I hate that nickname. All right. Layla, I have to do this. This is my boss instructing me to go. Is she going? Janice? No. What? What do you want? If she goes with me, then I'm having an affair with her, and if she's not, then I'm a pussy for going? What is it? Make up your fucking mind, Jesus. Me and the kids without you for a week at Christmas. That's going to be so hard. They're home for like three weeks. I can't do it alone. I'll be home for two of those weeks. Get a Kosia to help you. That's why she's here, for God's sake. I told her she could have the holidays off. She doesn't even celebrate Christmas. Akosia, would it be okay if we postponed your Christmas holidays until the new year? I have a business trip. I have to go on, and Layla will be overwhelmed with the kids. No, I won't be. Greg, I don't... Don't make it sound like I can't take care of my own kids. Fuck. Forgive my wife's language. Don't apologize for me, Greg. Don't do that. I am more than capable of policing my own language. And, okay, 
I, I, I'm sorry. This is fine. I do not mind. See? Stress over nothing. I don't think there is anything wrong with wanting my husband home for Christmas. But that's okay! The maid is a fine substitute. Hello. What do you need? I'm sorry, I was just... I shouldn't be in here? It is your home. You can go wherever you want. I'm sorry about... that. Mrs. Tate has given me the rest of the day off, but if you would like me to get no, you something... No, no, no. Um, no, I I wanted to apologize about what just happened. The rug, did we give you that? It's mine. I see. I brought it with me from home. I'm sorry. Why do you keep apologizing? I'm a Canadian. It's a bad habit. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I shouldn't have come in here and touched your stuff. Touch my stuff? This is not stuff. It is my prayer rug. I pray to Allah on this rug. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I understand that. I was just trying to... Do you see this here? This must always be pointed to Mecca when I pray. Do you know where Mecca is? Where are you from? What do you mean? I mean, where are you from? Nova Scotia, Eastern Canada. Your people, Mr. Tate, where are your people from? Listen, I was born here, my mother was born here. She is white? Yes. Oh. So? Why do you lie to your wife? Who says I lie to my wife? Mr. Tate, you are not going on a business trip. What? You don't know what you're talking about. No. You are right. I don't know. I must have misunderstood what I heard when you were on the phone with your friend. Your wife mentioned you could be indecisive sometimes, so... I'm sorry? South Beach. Yes? You're not married. Sometimes spouses need a break. I mean... My wife loves me, but there are some things that she doesn't have to know. For the good of the marriage, you understand? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Nothing. I'm not gay. Okay. You don't believe me? It doesn't matter what I believe. I can prove it. It doesn't matter to me. I can show you. I can what prove I'm not mean? gay. What does that mean? Mr. Tate! Oh, I... No, I, I wasn't going to hurt you. I just wanted to talk. Please, don't tell my wife. If you keep lying to her, you will begin to feel trapped. Holding on to a lie is like a cancer, Mr. Tate. It will eat you from the inside out. Sometimes I think about the things I haven't told her, and they just sit right here in the middle of my chest like a lodestone. It's heavy and hot, and I need to use all kind of things to distract me from it. Do you know what I mean? I just know that it is hard to keep lies straight. They get all tangled. Well. <clears throat> well, thank you and sorry about canceling the trip. It couldn't be helped. I'll make sure Layla adds a bonus to your next paycheck to make up for the disappointment. Oh, and speaking of tangles, I got rid of that nasty spider and its web in the corner there. The web was ginormous. I figured you didn't get rid of it because it was too high. 
I... No, no need to thank me. Enjoy the rest of your day off. Thank you, Mr. Tate. Call me Greg. bother you again. I'm... I'm just... What are you doing? I was just... You read some of my book. The laptop was open and I... What did you think? I am sorry, Mrs. Tate. But what you have written is so wrong. Wrong? <laughs> what do you know about writing? Nothing. But I am a Ghanaian. And that story written trivializes history. What? A slave is brought to a castle and treated like a princess by a slave trader on the Ivory Coast? That is awful! Oh, don't start with that. I'm pissed because my great-great-great-great-great-grandmother was a slave argument because I don't feel sympathetic to that at all. I studied African history. I've done charity work in Africa and I know the history of slavery. Really? What do you know? Tell me. I'm writing historical fiction, Akosia. If I want Christopher Columbus to sweep in and save the day, I can do that because it's fiction set in a real historical period. Those castles in Accra had dungeons filled with slaves. Overcrowded, stinking in piss and shit. They were frightened at what was going to happen to them and terrible things did happen to those people, Mrs. Tate. They were not characters in a fairy tale. Nobody saved them, and nobody was turned into a princess. I didn't say that, and I seemed to have struck a nerve, and... <laughs> Why am I arguing with my maid? Because we are family, right? I should be able to be open with you, right? Right. So, let me be blunt and ask you if you have any plans to pay me. I'm sorry? I have been here working for you and your family for almost six months and you have not paid me. What? Every time I ask about getting paid, you come up with some excuse. Yes, of course. I, I'm sorry we couldn't send you home at Christmas, but you understand, right? Money is tight. With the kids' swimming lessons, hockey, soccer, and now Maggie needs braces. The list, it goes on and on. I work for you, you pay me. That is what I expect. You call living in Canada with a roof over your head and full-time work nothing. Back in Africa, you didn't have anything close to this. You don't know what I had in Ghana. I would have been paid and I would have been free to come and go as I please. Your payment is room and board. Your payment is, 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 uh, uh, getting some very important skills on how to run a household. Do you have any idea how it expensive it was to bring you here. Your work visa, the plane ticket, the paperwork, clothes for winter, boots, and, well, feeding you. That all costs us. You know, it's like we have three kids instead of two. You call me family, but do not let me use the same dishes. You will not let me leave the house unless you are with me. This is my house and I can do what I like. I don't want you using the same dishes as us, no. I keep you inside for your own safety. Mrs. Tate! How many times do I have to tell you to call me Layla? Please. Uh, has Greg... Has he come to see you? I mean, outside of when he should see you, does he... 
He's been cheating again. Not on me. I, I mean, in a way, he has, but I'm talking about smoking. He's been smoking again. I can taste it when he kisses me. Black licorice, black licorice and nicotine. He eats the candy because he thinks it'll cover up the tar, but I know. I know he's cheating again because that's the only time he eats candy. I've heard that alcoholics drink vodka because it doesn't have a scent, but it does. It absolutely stinks, and that kind of deception is almost worse. I'm trying to protect you. You do not want me to escape. Escape? You do not trust me. I am not allowed outside, and you have not paid me since I came here to work for you. Work without pay is... Is what? It is wrong! Give me my passport. It's safe. I gave it to Greg. Besides, I don't know where you think you can go. You can't survive here without money or connections. <laughs> you really do believe that I am a stupid country gal? Not stupid, a little naive, maybe. So, I should be happy that you do not beat me. That I am not chained to the wall or threatened with rape. Don't twist my words. Please, let me go. I will walk out of here with nothing, Layla. I do not need you to free me. Just remember that most people in Canada don't even know girls like you exist. You don't exist. Not here. If you tell anyone anything about being kept here, you're the one who's going to be punished, not me. You don't want to be sent back to Ghana, do you? I'm just looking out for you. Your husband said you can be strong-minded, so... What are you doing? How do you know my password? I don't. I know Mr. Tate's. You did not really think that because I'm from a tad wet country, I do not know how to use a computer, did you? Kosia, this is absolute... Your husband is not who you think he is. Layla! Janice let us go early, and I was driving home, and the rest of that Gwendolyn McEwen poem popped into my head. Hey, Kosia. You held out the light, you held out the light to light my cigarette. Anyway, the end is, now it's always the same, no matter where we meet. You burn me. Ouch. What you looking at? I can explain. Nine one one, what is your emergency? Yeah. Uh I think something bad has happened at my neighbor's house. Where are you located? Prophet Park Hills. Can I get an exact address, please? Eighty fourth Stanley Street. What is the emergency? It looks like something violent has happened at my neighbor's house. Violent? Yes. There was blood on the inside of the front hallway, and I could see bodies. I think my neighbors are dead. Please don't go into the house, ma'am. The police are on their way. What is your name, ma'am? Nancy. Can I get a last name? Do you know the story of the spider god Anansi? Anansi is very famous in Africa. Long, long ago, Anansi was walking in the bush. Soon, she came upon a house with a very, very, very old man sitting on the porch. Good day, sir. I have been walking all morning and would love to have a cool drink of water. The old man said nothing. Anansi, who thought that the old man might have been deaf, repeated in a very loud voice, Good morning, sir. 
May I have a drink of water? Still, nothing. Anansi shrugged, went into the house, and not only helped herself to water, but to as much food as she could eat. When she finished eating, she went outside to see the old man sitting in the same spot. Anansi thanked him for his hospitality and returned home. Anansi returned to this man's home several times and even brought her daughter to him as a gift. The old man still said nothing. How rude. The next day, when Anansi went back to the old man's house, she could not find her daughter. Where was she? She looked everywhere but was unable to find her. Anansi rushed outside, grabbed the old man by the collar and yelled, Where is my daughter? Finally, the old man spoke in a deep, raspy voice. Do you know who I am? Yes, Anansi said. You are a kind old man. Ha! The old man rasped. My name is Death. And you came looking for me. She ran as fast as she could, but wherever Anansi turned, death was right behind. Finally, she bolted for her home and climbed up into the ceiling. Death exhaled, looked up at the ceiling and smiled, showing all 37 and a half teeth. As he set a giant barrel of flour under Anansi, the cunning spider dropped on top of the old man's head, dunking his face into the flower, temporarily blinding him, and ran for her life. Death has never caught Anansi the spider. So whenever you see spider webs on the ceiling, they belong to her. She is still trying to get away from death. And never forget, when you dig a hole for someone, you are sure to fall into it yourself. That was the conclusion of Better Angels by Andrea Scott. Be sure to tune in next week for a bonus episode, an interview with the playwright from Better Angels. Visit playmepodcast.com to leave a comment and let us know what you think of our plays. Also, please consider rating us and reviewing us on iTunes to help us grow our podcast. The cast featured Akosia Amo Adem, Sasha Cole, Payson Rock, and David Christo. It was originally performed in 2015 at Summerworks Festival, and the original stage production was directed by Sean Nigel Williams. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley, and this episode was edited by Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Rashanik Jaberi. Play Me is funded by the Toronto Arts Council, the Ontario Arts Council, and the Ontario Trillium Foundation. Special thanks to our partners, the Playwrights Guild of Canada, the Toronto Fringe Festival, and the Spiderweb Show. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information, visit playmepodcast.com.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.